Welcome to episode 314. Do you find yourself always thinking about how gross you are, how overweight you are, how you didn't go to the gym last week or the month before, or all of the things you're apparently meant to be doing to be a healthy person? The mental load can be taxing and giving up on all of it actually sounds pretty appealing most of the time because there's so much stuff to think about. The good, the bad, and all of the self-savagery I've got to think about as well. So on this episode, I'm going to give you practical tips to help manage the obsessive thinking about any area of your health and get you moving towards the person you'd rather be. So let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to be here because I want to talk to you about something that I think everybody in this space is utterly sick of. And I bring this to you because I have this conversation time and time and time again, where women and men tell me they're sick of obsessing about the thoughts to do with their body weight, health, the diet they're on, the food that they're eating, the calories that are in what they're doing. And it's just all too much in their mind. And so in 2023, this is a big part of why my mission is to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so that they can lose weight by feeling in control and without restriction along the way. Because without being able to be in control and without restriction, we're just going to go on the same cycle that we've been on before. Because part of the whole health journey or a significant part, if not all of it, is the, the way that we think. Because I've never met somebody that didn't know what to eat. And sure, there's different diet nuances, but pretty much everybody knows that meat and vegetables are pretty good, nuts and seeds are pretty good, fruits and vegetables pretty good, right? Pretty much everyone I've ever spoken to knows that, and you've probably heard me say that a million times at this point. And most people generally know, irrelevant of socioeconomic demographic, that chocolate for breakfast is not a good idea. I'm talking adults. Most people know this general information. So that means that the other piece is the thoughts in your mind, the thoughts about self, the the way that you go about the world, the habits that have been indoctrinated into you from at a young age or from different life situations. And so when we go on this journey of wanting to be healthy and wanting, wanting to be different, we are confronted by this idea that we need to be somebody that we're not used to being or somebody that we don't know. And so you might start a new diet on a Monday where you begin to move forward and progress in a way that allows you to feel good. And you're like, oh, I'm trying these new foods. And it turns out healthy food is actually not terrible. And you start to feel different in your body and the brain fog starts to go away or your blood sugar even starts to respond in a few days or a week. And then you're in a body that you don't really know, right? Or a situation arises where you're stressed, you're tired, uh, you're worn out, and just life's too overwhelming to have to think about all of this new stuff that you're doing, right? All of this new stuff, and all of that new stuff might be the new way to eat, the new way to the new morning routine, uh, the new way to sleep and go to bed, and all of these different things. And you've got a busy life, right? And so. In order to be healthy and you know that you're in a body that you want to change and that you want to feel different about and so you're thinking all the time, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this. And so what can happen along with your normal everyday stressful busy life is that the overthinking about the health as well and obsessing over it can then lead to falling off the bandwagon because you're tired and you've got too many thoughts and it's too much going on in your conscious mind. So when we're using the part of our brain that's in our conscious mind, it's very energy consuming. 
right? It costs a lot of calories in the body to do that mental work. And in order for us to do that mental work, we have to then sacrifice time and energy from other thoughts, right? Or we have to double down on that situation. And that situation leads to like being really tired. So overexpending all of the energy that we've got and using more energy than we normally would be to use our brain and the resources in our mind. But what it also does is that it leads to a bit of burnout. And this can happen really quickly. And this is why people can often fall off the bandwagon really frequently or really early on within programs. And we see this in my program too, even though it's it's chunked down into such tiny baby steps, people can still feel overwhelmed because not only have they got their own life chaos, but now they're adding the busyness of all of these new thoughts about health and wellness. And so there's a particular thing that or strategy that we need to do in order to be able to solve that problem, which is what I'm talking to you about today. (laughs) So point is here, there's lots of thoughts. So why do we fall off the bandwagon? Usually because we're sick of all of the active thinking that needs to go into being healthy. So we default to what's important, which might be my work, the kids, my relationship, and we get rid of the, the new thoughts because they're new, they're weird, they feel a bit strange to think about, they even feel a bit strange to do. So we fall off the bandwagon. We say, I'm going to start again on Monday. And why do we do that? Because we've just bought ourselves three, four, five, seven days of freedom from that thinking, from having to think about it all, because it's a lot to think about. And so we're really buying ourselves time to just have a break. And that's an indicator of being stressed and tired in our normal life and therefore not having enough capacity to also include this new health program or this new health kick that you're going on, right? Which ideally is going to be a lifestyle. And so there's two elements to what we need to do when we're starting to obsessively think or get out of control thoughts, whether it be about our body weight, whether it be about our body image, whether it be about what we're wearing, our disease situation, or the actual actions that we're talking about with health and wellness that we need to do. And we think, oh my God, I don't have enough time to do all the things. And I didn't do four of the seven, so I'm not a healthy person. So I might as well just give up. And that surrendering, that giving up, that, that, that I'm out for the next few days gives us a mental break. We get a cognitive break from having to think about all these things. Plus, ideally, we're protecting ourselves from some of the savage thoughts. We get a couple of days off or we get a couple of hours off talking horribly to ourselves because we're not thinking about the person we could be if we actually tried. And so that means we're not comparing ourselves to the person we are now, which we're usually feeling guilty about, shameful about, embarrassed about, disappointed about. So of course, falling off the bandwagon is really appealing. We get a bunch of things there, right? We get a mental break. We get a cognitive load uh, reduction. We also get to stop beating ourselves up for a little bit of time. So no wonder so many people fall off the bandwagon, right? No wonder people fall off the bandwagon because these obsessive thoughts are heavy. They're confronting. It's more shit to do on your to-do list, right? So the point is, what can I do to stop thinking about my weight or to stop thinking about my body or to stop thinking about all the health things that I need to do that I'm not doing? Two things need to happen. Number one, and you've heard it a thousand times from me, one tweak a week. My program is broken down into tiny chunks with the capacity to do it over 12 months, if you like, so that we can go one tweak a week, one small thing at a time, because we don't want to add too much cognitive load to your brain. We, we want to be able to provide just enough change 
that we start moving the needle ever so slightly, but not too much change, that your cognitive load is overwhelmed and you need to surrender and give up for four out of every seven days to start just to start again on Monday. Sure, those two or three days every week is probably a step in the right direction, but it's the wrong way to go about it because we're cycling between extremes. We're going from super healthy to giving up and surrendering. And so we're going back and forth on this pendulum. Not what we want. That's the whole yo-yo diet, fad diet culture. Not what we want. So one tweak a week is rule number one. And the second thing, have a plan. When you're tired and when your brain isn't working and when you get home from work or when the kids are waking you up in the night or whatever's going on, you're working late hours, you're caring for your sick mother, you have to be able to fall back onto a plan that's already there. Because if you don't, you're going to fall back to the plan that was there before. And the plan that was there before might have been drive through the KFC drive through because you're too tired and it's too late. Or it might have been order Uber Eats on the way home so it's there when I get there, right? So you need to have a new plan that is supportive and that might involve meal prep. And guess what? You might have to do meal prep. There's no getting around it. If you want to be a healthy person, you've got to cook, right? There's people in the world and I'm lucky in Melbourne here, we can order healthy food. Uh, but you know it's quite expensive, of course, to do that. But we can order ready-made meals and there's services all over the world that you can do that. But you're not going to be able to do that for everything that you ever put in your body, right? So you have to be able to cook. And, that might, and so preparation might involve meal prep. But you have to have a plan as to how you're going to deal with you when you're tired, stressed, and mentally burdened beyond capacity. One tweak a week the first thing. Start small, start with one focus and commit, really commit to that focus and do what you need to do, to do to remind yourself of that. But the second one is have a new plan, have a healthy plan so that when everything falls to pieces, you fall back on the plan that will support you through the challenges rather than the automatic shit that happened before that got you to the health situation you're in now, which is why you're listening to this podcast. Okay. It's a call to action. One tweak a week, have a new plan. That plan needs to be tended to every single week. You need to make sure that the plan works, that it worked last week, that it's going to work this week, whether it be meal prep, whether it be whatever, gym regularly, um, catch-ups with friends, time scheduled in your phone to see the psych, whatever it is, that plan must exist and must be a priority to prepare that plan, to make that plan before the chaos happens. Because when the chaos happens, you, you, you've got no capacity to be able to actually plan something and then go and do it. You want the plan in place already. It's just like a fire evacuation drill. You don't wait until the fire is there to do it. All right. Thanks for being here on this episode. I appreciate you. If you got anything out of this, please share it with a friend, share it in your social media and tag yours truly at Maddie Lansdowne. I'm on all of the things. I'm, all, I'm out there. If I'm not on all of the things, well, that's also fabulous because social media ruins your life. But we're all on it, right? So please tag me. Um, and I hope to see you on the next episode. If you've enjoyed this, Hit us with five stars, hit us with a review, all that jazz, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.
Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavor to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.